Welcome to It's All Anonymous. I'm your host, Oscar Ruto. This is a podcast dedicated to the lessons I have learned in Alcoholics Anonymous. My intention is to find a way, with your help, dear listeners, to use the 12 steps, not just in recovery, but in all aspects of life. Join me on this journey of spiritual progress. Here we go. Another week, another podcast. This will be the Monday podcast for the week. A reasonable way to start your week, I do believe it is a reasonable way for me to start mine. As usual, I would like to say thank you for all the people who have been following the podcast, keeping up with the new episodes, giving me feedback, comments, and so forth. I do appreciate you. Thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends, your families. I do appreciate that. For the new listeners, thank you for giving this podcast a chance. Uh, So I will not go deep into what the podcast is all about, as I have done that several times, so... For this week, I'm just going to go right into the theme. And for all of those who have been here since the beginning, you will recall that the theme I am currently covering is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. So in last week's episode, I talked a lot about my own issues with belief, the belief in a higher power and a greater power. Uh, the implications for me as a former alleged atheist reconverting or rather just going back to my roots of Catholicism and how through AA I was able to get back with those roots and also that I find myself mm, I find myself trying to fall back into the faith. I don't know if that makes sense. AA has helped me return to my faith. That's that's the best way I can put it. And so the podcast, the episode did really well. Last week's, uh, last Friday's episode did really well. And I got a very, very interesting, long and interesting message from one listener who happens to be part of fellowship, which implies part of AA. And this episode is going to be dedicated to that listener. You know yourself. Thank you so much for this message. It's long, but I think it touches on things that I I myself failed to touch on in in the last episode. And it's also a different way for me to look at the theme which is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore sanity. So I'm going to read it chunk by chunk and maybe discuss a few things that I think are important. So this is how the message began. I just reread the chapter, We Agnostics. I'm going to pause and explain what that is. So, he said the chapter, We Agnostics. This comes from the book, Alcoholics Anonymous. So, people in AA all receive, or they can choose to receive, a copy of a book called Alcoholics Anonymous, which is, we get for free. Once you join AA, you're just given the book. And it's like our, this is like AA's flagship, (laughs) flagship piece of literature, if, if, if you will. So anyway, so I'm going to go ahead back to the message. I just reread the chapter We Agnostics for the umpteenth time, and I still hate the chapter. It's patronizing and arrogant and wasn't truly written by an agnostic. In my opinion, it is the one chapter that weakens the book because it promises understanding and a place for someone like me, but betrays the agnostic by saying, you think you're an agnostic, but God really is there, and you'll soon find him. You're just blind and stupid right now. 
So I think it's safe to assume that this this listener isn't is not religious, but they're not atheist either. They're just agnostic, which is admitting that I guess it, it's a way of admitting that I'm not sure whether or not God is real. I think it's a very humble thing to do uh, for people like me. I I just I'm choosing to believe there is a God, right? And I guess when you choose to believe something, you you tend to see signs everywhere. And for atheists, as as I was in the past, you're choosing to believe there is no God. And when you say when you choose to believe there is no God, I guess you also don't see signs of God anywhere. But I will say. An agnostic is the purest form of being because like it's at least for the modern age is the purest form of existence in insofar as religion and spirituality is concerned because it's like I honestly don't know I honestly don't know right there is no way to prove or disprove the existence of a god especially you know it's like if you, like I've said you choose to believe in in a god you will see signs of the existence of god you choose not to believe and there will be no signs okay So he goes on to say I had to learn about a higher power for myself which is how we all need to do it but a higher power's discovery comes I think when it is reduced to a moment when it's when we see insanity and turn away from it that is the meaning of the step and when he says the meaning of the step he's implying he's referring to the second step which is the theme of this of this next couple of episodes which is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore sanity and so his understanding of the meaning of the step is that that mm, one more time I'm going to just read the entire paragraph one more time I had to learn about a higher power for myself which is how we all need to do it but a higher power's discovery comes I think when it is reduced to a moment when we see insanity and turn away from it that is the meaning of the step he proceeds by saying first we have to recognize insanity It's not hard to do if we ever have a moment when we think why the fuck did I do that something inexplicable and stupid and harmful to myself or others then the question may be asked by the word then the question may may be asked but with the word again attached to it numerous times hmm so in sand there's that one common phrase that is attributed to Albert Einstein insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different re- results and i guess for this particular listener to recognize insanity is the first step towards this discovery of a higher power when you do realize that i've been doing this thing over and over again and you ask maybe you ask yourself why have i been doing this thing right so this i i assume is what is implying he goes on to say i'm crazy one thinks not exact, exactly wrong but more accurately one is sick in mind body and soul i guess it is a sickness right that is why at least in alcoholics anonymous we refer to alcoholism as a disease right it is so some people have made the allegation that alcoholism or any addiction is a form of weakness and at some point in time i might have thought that myself but once you you are humbled by your addictions you realize it's not because i was weak you know <laughs> and maybe i'm just making an excuse because i was the alcoholic so i don't know but i don't think weakness played a part in it because there are many things i can say was i was able to display strength in many other ways but just not in that one area right so it's a sickness it's a sickness and that is why actually with my book is called anthology and demonology it's a reference to that sickness you know it's like 
as he says here one is sick in mind body and soul for me i saw it and i still do see it the affliction as a sickness of the soul right uh, he proceeds by saying so what restores us to sanity is a power greater than ourselves because it has to we are too crazy in our self obsessed self-pitying world to make any progress we are too crazy in our self obsessed self-pitying world to make any progress I understand that but that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Self obsessed. So recently uh during a meeting I attended this past weekend it's we were talking about humility. And it dawned on me that as I was speaking rather as I was listening to what what people were saying that ego is ego serves a purpose in our lives in our existence. But what ego ego tries to tell us and how we interpret what ego tries to tell us are two different things at least in my case. So I gave the example of my first experience drinking. I walk into a bar and I realize I'm socially inept. So ego might tell me, "Hey Oscar, um we we are not too comfortable in this situation we need to do something about this ego isn't telling me to get a drink so i can become comfortable ego is simply saying we're not comfortable here so an action might be a choice i have two choices maybe more than that but the two choices i see is that one i can take the drink i mean i mean alcohol is called a social lubricant and become lubricated into the situation as it were or I can leave the leave the bar, go out try and make more friends or make friends elsewhere, you know, build my social capabilities and walk back into a, into that bar later on in life, not feeling like I need a drink to gain the confidence to speak to people. Right. So when he says we're too crazy in ourselves, obsessed self-pitying world to make any progress, I'm going to attribute at least in my case the self obsession and self pitying isn't associated with ego but with my misinterpretation of what ego is trying to tell me next he goes on to say for a christian it can be god but only if the god is god in truth that is a person a person faces a drink or something destru- destructive and stops begs god for help feels all the light in the world in a single moment that stops the hand from being the action of insanity one more time for a christian it can be god but only if the god is god in truth that is a person faces a drink or something destructive and stops begs for help from god feels all the light in the world in a single moment that stops the hand from being the action of insanity In my case I wouldn't say that it was God that stopped me from drinking. I will say I stopped drinking. Then in my journey through sobriety I kind of rediscovered God or maybe just I realized that I needed God in my life. I needed Christ in my life. But maybe in this sense I I can once again I can choose to believe that it is God that made me realize that I need to put down the drink. right and i've haven't told this story here. i don't know maybe i have i'm not sure 
that when I first when I first decided to stop drinking, I had no clue how I was going to do it. I had tried before and had failed over and over again. And it's funny how I went to meet some friends and one guy brought a couple of drinks and another guy in the group said, "Oh, he's not drinking because he's he's been sober for a couple of months. I think it was two months at that point." And I asked him why and how and he told me about his life story, the things he experienced and that he recently joined AA. And looking back, it was like a miracle, right? Just as I decided to stop drinking, I met this guy who just recently joined AA and he's the one who got me to the rooms. So maybe that was the miracle I needed to meet him. Like I knew him from before, but I only met him once a couple of years prior to that. And then to meet him again and him pulling me into it, not pulling but you know talking about his life NAA and that inspiring me to go into the rooms with him. Maybe that was the miracle in my case. That was God acting in my life. Okay, so the letter goes on to the sorry the message goes on to say the drink is put down the feet walk away from the dealer the feast doesn't be- beat a loved one the hands don't roam over that over a stray body etc god the higher power guides the person to a good and productive grateful and humble day accepting life as a precious thing and this is the thing with afflictions my case being alcoholism is that to be an alcoholic is not to accept life on life's terms right i was drinking because i was escaping something now what that something is god knows you know it's like it's loneliness in japan it's maybe uh, a discontentment with my marriage it's it's a lack of appreciation for my job right i was always looking for something to escape right i was it's like there was always something to escape and that's why i chose the drink i couldn't accept life as a precious thing okay he goes on that is how a christian can call on god to restore oneself unfortunately many christians will take comfort in the words and rituals of god more than the power it becomes superficial i once knew a minister who just could not get the program for example they pro- when you speak to the program i I'm going to assume I'm not certain I assume he's speaking about the AA program. So once again that is our Christian can call on God to restore oneself. Unfortunately many Christians will take comfort in the words and rituals of God more than the power. And this is where I'm going to go back to my childhood. I left the church because I was tired of the rituals. I didn't want to partake anymore. Right? But I saw how people just like he says were taking comfort in the words and rituals more than the power people who use who at least it seemed for to me back then as though they were you taking god's name in vain they were just kind of inserting god inserting the trying to insert the word god or christ whenever they will they, you know whenever someone failed to do what pleased them right whenever someone did something that they disliked and coming from Kenya it Kenya is an allegedly an allegedly pious society Christianity is big Catholicism is big and everyone will use and not everyone that's, that's unfair i have known people myself included included myself included who use the lord's name in vain just to get what we wanted or to win an argument even right so it becomes like the 
the sender of this message said it becomes superficial. It's no longer seeking the power of God. It's just taking comfort in words and rituals. And I will say one of the things that made me find the power in God is actually a speaker, public speaker. If you've heard of the name Jordan Peterson, he I, I don't know if he's a Christian or a believer, but he has said that he tries to live as though God were real. And either way, okay, it doesn't matter whether he believes or not, but the way he speaks about the Bible, especially, made me want to actually investigate more of what he's saying. And through investigation, you know, you discover the power. At least I discovered the power, the power of God. And I found God working his way into my life. Okay, he goes on to say, so what does one, what does an agnostic do? Pretty much the same thing, I think. Above, I mentioned how the world seems crazy and can drain and injure the soul. Just reading the news. So what does an atheist or agnostic supposedly say? This is the evidence of no God. Well, I think a rather superficial agnostic or atheist might say that and feel right. But why get up in the morning in such a terrible world? I mean, they do. I don't know. But I know that my higher power was reduced to simplicity. I wanted a drink when the world was painful and I walked away. I did not pray to God as we as the we agnostic chapter would insist that I must have done. I did not find God. A higher power had found its way into me and I didn't even understand it. Oh that's beautiful. I did not pray to God as we as the we agnostic chapter would insist that I must have done. I did not find God. A higher power found its way into me and I didn't even understand it. Hmm. A higher power found its way into me. That's marvelous, you know. Looking at my life. Look at my drinking career, <laughs> my drinking career. How many times they make that promise to never drink again? Several times. Dozens of times. But I went ahead and did it. A higher power had not found its way into me right and when it did you know it came it was yeah i it, i would go back to say it was that miracle of meeting that guy who was part of aa just as i was trying to quit drinking the higher power put this person on my path right and anyway, i'm going to move on That was the best part. It was so big I could not make it rational. It was all the good. It was the light, not the dark. It was people doing kind things, forgiving, thanking, helping, donating, listening, waiting, serving. I learned all of that in AA. But AA helped me see that it exists everywhere. Why be good? Because together, not alone, it feels good. Billions of good souls showing me the next right thing to do, which in that moment was to walk away from a drink and walk towards my loved ones that's what my affliction did to me it's kind of it seemed to be pulling me away from those that i do love my wife my daughter because i will leave home i will come back i will leave work come home for a couple of minutes and leave to go drinking and i will that every single day i was being pulled away from those that i love but now not drinking being part of fellowship working on myself however which way can i find myself having more and more time with my loved ones right 
despite working late hours i do have that spare time that i do have i do spend it with my wife on sundays and the the rare saturdays i have off i'm with my child right so i'm being pulled towards my loved ones he goes on to say and that is very simple and some may call that and some may call that god or say it's because of god that is fine now he goes on to talk about my the, my podcast he gets specific i got the impression from listening to the last episode that actually you might have been roaming in a few different directions with the second step most of the steps should be reduced to simplicity i think first there is insanity what honestly was it for you what honestly was it for me oscar right insanity for me i know it was drinking day in and day out it was drinking despite having money to despite not having money to drink it was leaving my wife alone with a newborn child so i can go and drink all those lies i had to tell to perpetuate my drinking that was the insanity for me he proceeds second what was the higher power that restored that saying god doesn't usually suffice because we have to look for that moment of desperation when we found ourselves calling out to a higher power now this is a story i've told this story to many people i've never told it on a podcast before but i'm just going to give you the abridged version i once got drunk with a friend really really drunk and we ended up fighting and it wasn't a fight it was more of a beat down and i i really really beat him and i in a moment i was convinced i was going to kill him and that was the impetus for me deciding that i'm not going to drink anymore i can't drink anymore if this is the person that comes out when i'm drunk i'd never want to see that beast again so that was the moment that was my moment of desperation realizing that i have the power in my hands when drunk particularly when drunk to be willing to take someone's life hmm. so he goes on but the most simple part of understanding the step usually comes when we are answered when the call to a higher power is tested and guides us in the right direction my belief now is that i think that the initial reading of the step is merely a precursor to its inevitable application when temptation or pain is helped by higher power a defining moment show, a defining moment shows us the meaning and it may not happen until months after we start our journey in aa but when it does life on life's terms is easier to bear yeah funny enough when you when you stop drinking when i stop drinking i realize huh i have to keep taking life in the face and it really hurts to take life in the face it was very easy for me to blur out all the noise with a couple of drinks and now here i am going to aa meetings as much as i can speaking to a sponsor doing a podcast that is <laughs> aa adjacent as i keep repeating <laughs> aa adjacent <laughs> right and going back to catholicism you know he's asked me about what was my moment of insanity you know realize that i am i would i i could i would have possibly taken that person's life right and what is my higher power it was that moment of desperation that moment of realize that 
there is a demon in me and the demon just wants to take and take and take and not just take from me but take from everyone around me so he says that came to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity all boils boils down to simplicity understanding what is insanity for you right and asking yourself what was the higher power that helped you restore yourself this is my understanding of this anyway so that's going to be a close to this week's episode or this Monday's episode and for the listener that sent this thank you very much this episode has been dedicated to you and if there any is if there's anything i did, i did not get clearly please correct me send me a message once more I'd be happy to go through it here or just the two of us. And for anyone else who's who wants to send me a message about the things I'm saying here or have me read out what they've said on the podcast, I wouldn't mind if it's adding value to what I'm doing and I believe it will because this this journey isn't just mine, it's for everyone listening. It's life life is an eternal march towards heaven for everyone. And as usual with the closing of the episode I'm going to read a, a poem from my book Anthology on Demonology a poetic discourse with the possessed available on Amazon if you're willing to support a self-published poet please go and get yourself a book Anthology on Demonology a poetic discourse with the possessed however if you cannot afford a book for whatever reason don't mind I will read a poem per episode so anyway to go on The poem this week is titled Vices and All. It goes like this. <clears throat> I wasn't drunk last night, but I was getting there. To allow oneself to descend into hell. Is there another way? The slow walk is calm, even desirable. Looking at posters of all that you could be. You at your most ideal, vices and all. And in that warmth, you reveal you revel in your ego, vices and all. the lips part freely words drip vainly vices and all the descent leaving your parents home without ideal preparation vices and all that is the point for today once again anthology on demonology a poetic discourse with the possessed available on amazon thank you so much for listening and i promised an episode every monday every friday so please look out for the next episode this coming friday have a wonderful week again and you'll catch me here on this friday on it's all anonymous with me oscar ruto thank you very much <laughs>